We gonna do it podcast microphone style. We gonna make it quick. You lacking, you tripping, you slacking, impatient, Welcome to another episode of the Rare Air Podcast. Super stoked. There. Right, three, two, it's, one. Bro, it, you can't just, you can't, this isn't a highlight video. Okay, no, I mean, but it's the very start. They can, we can pick where we started. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Rare Air Pod. Super stoked to be here. We have the typical crowd. T Hutch on my, on my left. I right, restart one more time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Rare Air Pod. We have the typical crowd here, T Hutch on my left, and my brother from my literal same mother. He's actually my brother, Trevin Hansen, on my right, right, joining us today. Trev Dog, how you doing? Doing good. Stoked to be here. I look up to a lot of the people who've been on here before. Stoked to be on Rare Air. Awesome. Let's just get one thing out of the way, dude. How much money are you going to make this year? <laughs> dude, I don't know. What, what Do you want me... <laughs> I don't know. Throw it out there, dude. I think we'll end somewhere around 600. 600K from wow, Dog. That's a big deal. Wow. That is a big deal. Good year. Tell us something we don't know, dude. I think everyone knows Trevin as the regional, as the dog. He's selling his own deals. He's out grinding with teams like on his own, knocking and closing deals. Um, you've been here for a long time. I think everyone knows a lot about you. But what's something that we don't know about Trevin? Dude, I thought about this for a second, and it's definitely something that you know because you're my brother, but yeah. I feel like nobody else knows. When I was like four, for a whole year, I wore a helmet, <laughs> not because I had like a disease or anything like that, like or a health condition, but like a dirt bike helmet, like, like a full uh. face helmet. Because I just, I had that need for speed, dude. I oh, freaking love dude. dirt bikes. Like I, there's several pictures of me like in my bed sleeping with a <laughs> full face dirt bike helmet. Okay, like, church, church. Was there a helmet dude, at church? My mom was very strict. No helmet no, at church. Okay. No helmet at okay, church. No helmet but church. the second we got back, dude, like if you saw four-year-old Trevin, he was riding his bike with a full face dirt bike helmet on. That's it's a pretty fast. good intro to the rest of your life, dude. I feel like you were in Lake Powell a couple weeks ago or a month ago and you were sending off everything. Yeah, dude, I think wearing a helmet during those early years really yeah. gives you some confidence. Yeah, dude, you can run into anything, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Smash into things. It's a little different, dude. Most people see the kid with the helmet, and they're like, yeah, he's got some issues. But, like, <laughs> turned out all right. Worked out well. <laughs> Just wanted the dirt bike, that's all. For sure. Well, Trev Dog, 600K in a single year. What's sad about that? What's sad about that comment is I feel like there's listeners out there that immediately justify why they aren't in that same position, whether they be a regional or whether they be someone else, rather than taking it for what it is and taking advice from this podcast and learning how they can make 600K, I think a lot of people might be thinking, well, that, that's Trevin, I can't do it because he's different, he's in different circumstances, different situation. What would you say is maybe different about you or not different about you that people could, could use to get out there and make some money? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I honestly feel like to preface everything, I really don't feel like I'm that gifted as like a salesperson. I just feel like other people come out and they just slam dunk it because that that's who they are. And I also think that me and you growing up, like you're that way, you're more charismatic, more outgoing. And I'm not that gifted with this, but I feel like if you go back and you count the hours worked this year, I, I genuinely feel like I put in more time than anyone this year. And that, that like, like I started on January 20th and I just got home on Sunday. So 
what are we, October 20th or whatever. So like a full 10 months and um, at right at the beginning of the year, we had some expense, obviously as a regional, you have some different expenses. We won't go into what those are, but um, there were some different expenses to run the team and those started hitting in February. And I was like, holy crap, like if I'm gonna make any money this year, I'm gonna have to go out and just absolutely sell a lot of deals on my own accord. I feel like a lot of the regionals or, or management and sales in general, just spend a lot of time focused on how can I make my team make more or whatever. And I was just like, dude, I'm going to buckle down. I'm going to go sell some deals. Like if I want to take my future into my own hands, I got to go just crush it myself. So really, I think it's more than anything that I know the job, I know how to do it. And I just wasn't scared to go out there, put myself out there and just get the work done. But in terms of like actually being gifted at the job or anything, like I just put in the time. Yeah. As a regional, you you sold a ton of deals as a manager. Honestly, I feel like, like you said, a lot of managers step into that role where it's like my time is being divvied up so much now and they forget to actually go get their own, their own work done, their own sales. Do you feel like that impacted the team? Like, were you, were you away from the team when you should have been with the team? Do you feel like you maybe shirked some responsibilities being a manager? And how did you, how did you juggle that? Yeah, I honestly think that this is a, a hot take, but um, my guys know that I'm going, if, if I ever have a flaw where I'm not doing one of my regional responsibilities, whatever it is, they better know that I'm on the doors and I'm selling solar. And my like whole leadership philosophy is like, guys don't really care if their payroll report is an hour late. What they care about is seeing someone do the job and do it well. And so my biggest thing is like, and I, I preach this to my leaders and like, this is my thing. Like what guys want to see is someone setting the example, selling five or more deals a week. And so that's my thing. And, and if my team leads come to me and they're like, dude, I, I don't have time to do this, or I'm going to have to cancel the team meeting. Cause I'm going to be in, in appointments. I'm like, perfect, dude, that's fine. Like go crush it. And they will follow. If, if you're going to do your job well, they will do it. So yeah, I'm sure there was times when I wasn't where I was supposed to be or doing the, the, quote unquote, regional responsibilities, but it wasn't because I was at the beach or on vacation or whatever. Yeah. And, and guys knew that, that like, yeah, yeah. That's, we missed a team meeting, but Trevin threw in seven this week. Yeah. That's the difference. I feel like it's the only justifiable excuse to not fulfill a, like a more managerial responsibility is because you're selling solar, which at the end of the day, it's what we do for a job. Yeah. <laughs> like that's our, that's our job. And I honestly think it also means like a lot of late nights, early mornings, like doing a lot of that stuff. I really feel like, and this may sound prideful, but I didn't really fall behind on some of that stuff, like taking care of my other responsibilities. But I definitely spent a lot of times post 1030 PM and before 8 AM making up on some of that stuff. How, uh, how does Lindsay, how's your wife? feel about that let's get into the dude my the, the my juicy wife, stuff how's that how that handle with the the wife this year my wife is an absolute rock star dude she's the sickest um she's the best we literally had a lot of conversations about like this like you work a lot and i feel like we we still did a good job like weekends are me and Lindsay time like we're gonna be together we're gonna be hanging out um we'll be with the team sometimes too but um yeah i feel like it was just a lot of talking with her, like, are we okay here? Like, are we good? And I think something that really helps is my wife has a job. She works a lot too. We're on the same page where it's like, she gets it, I get it. And like, we've just had enough conversations where like, we are gonna work hard 
and earn this in for future years. Like I want to be around my kids. I want to be there. Obviously I'm going to have a job no matter what, but like, I want to be there for them, be around. And so she's all in on that too. Like she provides her side and she totally supports me. And, and she's more understanding than I would have ever dreamed of like, Hey honey, I'm, I'm just closing this one up. I'm not going to be home till 10. She's like, perfect. Like we can go tomorrow night or whatever. So she's, she's really good. I, I think honestly, I just give that more to my wife than anything. She's awesome. I love this topic and I think that's incredible, but this, this conversation about balance and I think there's a lot of reps out there chasing a balanced work-life balance, right? And I think that's something that you have either given up or kind of found that a balanced life is a fallacy. You're kind of in a situation where you work more in seasons, where right now it's time to work, right now it's time to play. In the future, it's time to retire and and be free. But speak to that a little bit. Like in your mind, what what are you chasing? What is balance? Yeah, I honestly had a really... It was like June. I had a really hard time with this because everything I was hearing was from all these gurus that are like, if you don't go to the gym for an hour and a half every day, then get in an ice bath, then read a book, like (laughs) you're screwed and like, you're not going to make it anywhere. And, um, I, I had a really hard time with that. I was like, shoot, do I need more balance? Like, honestly, I put on a couple pounds this year. Like, (laughs) like things happen. How, let maybe, (laughs) is that too, is that (laughs) Yeah, what's uh <laughs> no, nah, we don't have to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> but um just I, I agree with you, like seasons, things like that. And my biggest thing was making sure my wife was on the same page of like we're going to work hard. And I'm not that. Like I'm not your guy that wakes up and journals every morning or like I love to listen to podcasts when I'm in my car driving to area, but like you don't find me at eight AM reading a like you find me at eight AM like grinding the payroll report, making the team meeting slide deck. Like that's what you find me doing, especially during the the season when I'm working hard. And so my balance is, yeah, I get, I get to work super, super hard this year. It was for 10 months. And then I get to be a little bit more relaxed during the off season. I, I kind of, yesterday was the first day I got to the office at like 10 and I left at like four kind of had all my stuff done. And it was pretty weird. I was like, what do, what do I do with myself? Like, I, I was like, you're used to Lindsay. getting home at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. And yeah. you had like all afternoon yesterday to, <laughs> yeah, I was hang like, out. do I like call my friends now? <laughs> like, what? How is this, this, is this where you play, like, play sport? What do you do now? <laughs> yeah. What do so, I do with my hands? I don't know. And, and I guess some people would come at me for that and, and be like, you're killing yourself or whatever. You need to be more balanced. But that's just how it works for me. I, I find that I do best if like that is what. I'm all in on is work and making money and putting my team and myself in a better spot. And then, um, just kind of going from there. I think me and Tyler were talking the other day, or I was just overhearing this conversation with Carson Beast. Carson Beast has a lot of opinions on this, but, um, it's kind of interesting to see a lot of maybe influencers or influential people out there that make their money off coaching and off inspiring people there you look at their lives and there was a there was seasons and there was times in their lives where they worked so hard like relentlessly hard and probably made a ton of sacrifices towards family and and spiritual and fitness and all sorts of things but now they're in a position where they look very balanced and that's just so happens that's the time in their lives where they're coaching so i think a lot of times you hear from these inspirational people of like living a balanced life is the way look at me i'm inspirational and i live a balanced life but the reality is five years ago, that guy might not have been in a balanced situation. And that's what put him 
where he is today because of the sacrifices he made. And I think that's, that's just important to see through, like read between the lines sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I think it's big. Like my wife is on the same page with me there. Like, yeah, we're going to work hard for the next couple of years. We're going to do it. And honestly, one of my favorite people right now, social media influencers is Alex or I just screenshotted one of his tweets right here. He says, people work, sacrifice, then get rich, then get time, then fill their time with weird routines, then forget how they got rich in the first place. Then they tell others the weird routines made them rich rather than what they actually did, which was whatever it took, not a three hour morning routine. Wow. I I think that hits super hard. And again, I'm not against any like personal development. I love reading. I love getting better as myself. I love going to the gym, but I just feel like there's some things that I had to sacrifice. This was a tough year in solar and to come out having a good year, it, it took a lot. And so that's what I did. I completely agree with that. This is one of those years where there was a, there's a few curveballs thrown in the market of solar. Like we had an M3, we had California stuff, like a lot of curveballs. And quite frankly, an ice bath was not going to get us through those <laughs> curveballs. Like it was sheer will and hard work to, to make it work. I know when an M3 was happening, the policy changes and we're like looking at trying to evaluate if we need batteries, time of use, like all these very specific things. Those were some of the most busy days we've ever had in the office. Like with, in speaking to Chandler too, like I think he went 72 hours without sleeping, like straight up. It wasn't getting the routine. It wasn't like the, the morning, like getting my, my bed made and like making sure like I'm in the perfect headspace. It was probably a lot of caffeine. And it was a, probably just a lot of freaking sheer will and hard work to make things work. And I think it goes for like, I, like Trevin just said, it was a hard year in solar. And I, I, and I disagree with that because there's so many people out there that had incredible years. They just had a different mindset. They were on a different level than the rest of the people where they were willing to make the sacrifices. People like Trevin, people like Cooper Murphy are willing to make those sacrifices and they're having the best year they've ever had in solar ever. And so to call this a general blanket statement of of a rough year in solar, I think that's a little bit, I don't know, rambunctious. I think you had a little rambunctious for that comment. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's been my best year in solar by far. So I I just think that I agree with Tyler. Curveballs, different things, but it kind of made me dial in more than I ever have. Like by far, I put in the most work, but I also made the most money. So now in the future, if things maybe line up a little bit easier, you re- retain that work ethic and then you're on a whole different level than everyone else because you've put in the work, you have the determination that it takes in an, maybe a tougher year to have success. And when things maybe line up and are easier, you have that same work ethic and you're just home runs. Yeah. But. And I don't plan on slowing down anytime soon. Like I hope to always be the guy like, I don't think, again, leadership to me is who can sell the most, like realistically, like who can I go to and get advice on how to sell? And so like, if I'm going to be the regional, I want guys to know that I can sell the most. I'm the best guy out here. And I don't think skill wise, I'm the best, but I'll outwork anyone. So I really think that that's what I want. And I want the second best to be my senior team lead. And then the third best to be the team lead and just kind of from there. And that's my culture. That's what I preach. If you're going to drop the ball on anything, it cannot be sales. Well, you heard it here first. If you want to be a, a manager in Trevin's, in Trevin's org, got to be the best. So a little pivot here. You're sitting next to your older brother, Kaiden, Kai Dogger. What's up, guys? Kai Dogger here. 
you work <laughs> as a leader over your younger brother, Davin. Mm-hmm. So it's a family business. It's yeah. a family operated business here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the worst thing about working with your family? Straight up. Like what kind of sucks? Dude, I honestly really like it. Like uh, that may be, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I feel like the conversation when I talk with my other leaders is a little bit different than when I talk with like Davin or when I talk with Kaiden. Okay. I, I just feel like we know each other better and like less can be said and more can get done. Mm. Um, I would guess the downside is like, it kind of bleeds into family and like, but I like that. It's honestly kind of like how my wife's conversations and with like my wife also works with empower. Like she's a project manager and like, it gives us a lot to talk about because we can bond on, obviously we spend time talking about other things too, but I like that my brothers do the same thing as me. And so we can go and while we're on the lake boating, it's also like, Hey, did you check that deal? Like, are, are we good to go there? So I guess some people could not like that, but I enjoy it just cause I think we're all three kind of on that same page of like, we're trying to, we're in a season of work getting all that done. So I enjoy it. I, I don't really, you have never heard like a more real conversation about the industry than when Trevin, Kaiden, and Davin are talking about solar. It's just so candid. There's no fluff. The conversations are so much more like, just like matter of fact, this is what we deal with. This is what we do. And I love those conversations. I love having them. Um, because when you're talking with someone else, you never know how they're going to take things. You never know how they're going to be offended. And you don't know what level of trust you have with that person. But when it's family, those conversations are a lot more chill, I guess. Growing up when you guys were little, uh, personality wise, like I feel like you're all three similar in a lot of ways, but I mean, the two of you are pretty different, I would say. For sure. What are the main differences between you guys? I just hung out with everyone. So that was kind of the core difference of our relationship is just like Trevin, uh, I guess, built long-term relationships where I built a lot of like surface level relationships. Hold on one sec. We got technical difficulties. This thing just stopped out of nowhere. So So ask your question then. So I asked. You asked what are the differences and you were like, uh, I had lots of friends. He had no friends. (laughs) (laughs) can we include what you just said in that <laughs> just have that as part of but dead... you just said something after that though you had you well had no i i said that trev dog here is the college graduate yeah, yeah okay yeah so start there okay let's just go from there okay go say it because okay. that got we cut were out. already recording though okay start again okay well all i was saying is that trev dog he is the hansen graduate graduated college not the only college graduate but he is a big time college graduate in the family with a bachelor's degree in spanish dude this guy speaks the language speaks the idioma dude Mm. yeah i uh went to college (laughs) anyway a few fun fun facts about trevin a lot of people don't know is one trev dogger actually was going to be a doctor early on in life he took the mcat what's your mcat score let's let's get it out there dude i did not do that good on the mcat i think i got a 503 503 out of what how does the mcat work the scoring is based off of your specific test and 500 is the average and it goes above to, average goes to like 520 above average let's go so slightly above average dude i feel like that's like the story of my life like after- slightly above average at most things <laughs> And that gets you that gets you places. After taking the MCAT, Trevin decided to get into sales. He came out and well, he did a, a year of satellite with with uh, a different company, and then came to try to see what I was doing right out in Victorville. His very first week, 
he had eight set closes in one week, his very first week of work. So recruiting that that season was very easy because he was just telling his friends like, yeah, I made like 40 grand in my first week ever. And they were like, okay, sick. Well, let's sure, go well, where do that. I sign? So that was a big deal. Um, Trevin, one thing that I actually did want to talk to him about is he had a really, he had a year where he actually kind of rinsed his whole team, like lost his team. His whole team was gone and kind of had to rinse and repeat. I think a lot of people are going through challenges there where it's like, hey, um, guys are coming and going this year. How do, what's, how should I handle that? Yeah, I, um, I think I even had two years where I rinse and repeat. Yeah. We've had plenty of guest speakers on our pod from other big companies, you know, from, from Aptive, from Vivint. Like these are big names in the industry now that had a very similar story. They went two, three, four years of management rinsing and repeating the, the whole team. Like losing yeah. 10 guys trying to recruit 10 more guys, losing 15 guys trying to recruit them again. So yeah. I feel like there's a lot of managers out there that have had that struggle and it's like super common. And the biggest names, the wealthiest guys we know also went through it. So I'm I'm stoked to hear what yeah. that went for you. I, I think you learn a lot um, every year from what you're doing. I honestly think that's what helped me throughout that process of losing the team is I personally have had a decent year. I tried not to let that drag me down too much, like bad year for the team, bad year for me. And so every year I've kind of been able to make my income go up a little bit, although it was a tough year and lost the team. And so I just think that I'm so bought in on the vision. Like, okay, I brought out a group of guys. They didn't buy in on the vision. They didn't like the job, whatever. But like, I still love it. I'm still in on it. I know I can make money here. I know it's a good thing. And so I go find a couple more. And I feel like now I finally have that base of guys that are like, my writer dies, like they trust me, they know what I can do, I know what they can do, I have full confidence in them. And I, and I don't think I'm gonna lose those guys. And so, but I, I, I do think it happens to everyone. You, you get those first little guys that just flake off, but as long as you're consistent and you're bought in on the opportunity, which I'm like the most bought in of anyone, like yeah. I know that this is totally possible and you just invite more. Looking back to those years where maybe you did lose those, I'm sure there were some friends in there. For I'm sure. sure there were some, maybe some other family, like looking back, is there anything you do differently? Like, did you feel like you kind of screwed the pooch at all? Or do you feel like it's kind of a timing thing? Um, I definitely think that there were some mistakes made for sure. I, I just feel like I wasn't prioritizing the right things. Like if you compare and contrast this year to that year when I lost those people, like night and day, like I just wasn't as dialed and this isn't like a bad thing, but one of the years I, I got married that year, and so my focus was definitely somewhere else. And I don't regret that in any way. Like, obviously I love my wife. I think she's a rock star. She's the best. And we went from like the, the marriage stage of like all attention, like everything I wanted to do was like with her. And so kind of work was on the back burner. I liked that. That was what I needed at the time. But now it's kind of like, she's on the same page. I'm on the same page. Like we're all in on this work thing and trying to grow it. So I definitely try to take as much responsibility for that as I can, but obviously there were some other things that happened that were out of my control as well. But. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible insight. Trev dog, we're going to wrap it up. Do you have any last things you'd like to say to the listeners? No, dude, just uh, keep working hard. I love empower. I think anyone can make money here. I think it's a good fit just because you had a slower year. doesn't mean you can't go crush it next year. Every year has just been slightly better for me. So just keep working hard. Rock on. One last thing. If anyone needs to put a, a face to the voice that you're hearing as you're driving down the road, 
in Empower, we have a video of this guy just ripping a 40-foot jump on a dirt bike. That's TrevDog, dude. We have a poster of it, a video of it. It's out in Hanksville. It's a super cool clip that we have, and that's that's Trevor. You can't actually see his face, but that's that's him. So you know who it is. See the helmet. Dude. He's wearing the you helmet. The, the same helmet, helmet from when he was four. <laughs> yeah, same same size head. Helmet grind pays off. Yeah.